Hi there. We're so glad you found the Fabric Podcast. Before you start listening, we wanted to let you know that this is one of our earlier episodes where our show was called The Check-In. On these episodes, we talk about the company, giving you insight into who we are and what we do. But in 2019, we realized we really want to focus more on company culture. So we refocused and renamed the podcast. So just a heads up that this earlier episode is still us, the team from The Receptionist, but just with a different show name and a slightly different focus. Thanks for listening. Culture is part of who we are here at The Receptionist. And our culture of fabric is something we talk about on almost every single episode of the podcast. On this episode of The Check-In, we're joined by Sam Penrod, account executive and Hannah Morris, customer experience representative, to talk about Culture Club. We're not talking about the 80s band. We're talking about what it is that we're doing here at The Receptionist to further fabric. The activities that we do, the events that are happening, the ways that we celebrate each other, and how all of that further influences who we are, what we do, and lays a foundation for our company as we continue to grow. So stick around and learn more about what we do for the Culture Club and how you might be able to implement some of these ideas within your own company. Well, I am so excited to have Sam and Hannah back on the podcast today. Hannah, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Sarah? I'm good, thanks. And Sam, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having us back. Yeah. So this is going to be a fun topic, I think. Um, We're talking about Culture Club. So before we talk about that effort, share with us a little bit about what we mean by culture at The Receptionist. Hannah, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So I know we mentioned it a lot on this podcast and I would say we're like a broken record, but I think it's just that we're all so into it. So we have our core values, which are fabric and fabric is an acronym. It's not just the fabric of what we are, but it's the actual things that we stand for. So fun, authentic, bold, respectful, innovative, and collaborative kind of makes up our culture here and what we stand for and how we hire people. And that's really kind of where we got started with Culture Club was this idea of upholding those values that we have. So yeah, I don't know if has, Sam has more ideas on what culture means, but that that's kind of like our easy way to wrap it up in a nice little package. Yeah, Sam, anything else to add about culture here at The Receptionist? Yeah, I definitely think it has to do with fabric and kind of living and breathing those every day um, and kind of keeping those type of, uh, top of mind. Um, and we try to, you know, have fun by, you know, doing the different things that uh, the culture club is kind of bringing to the table to hopefully, um, you know, live and breathe those exact core values. Yeah. So, and we do talk on pretty much every episode, I think about our culture and fabric by name comes up fairly often. So we have a fairly strong culture here already. So share with us why it was important to go beyond that, beyond this idea of fabric to come up with something a bit more formal, like culture club and it's new. So Sam, tell us a little bit more about kind of why that was important and when this got started. Well, it's something that's always been really important to me because especially being in sales, you know, you can kind of lose culture or it can be sometimes can become toxic if you're not careful. Um, and so I, I, you know, when I came onto the company, I think one of the main reasons I was hired was because I live and breathe these, you know, core values. And um, I think, you know, being a part of a small team, it's really important to kind of set a foundation. So that way we can grow our team, but with these specific things in mind. And so I just wanted to make sure that, you know, not necessarily that it was me or us doing it, but that there was a way that we could incorporate these things. So to set our company and our different teams up for success. Definitely. And Hannah, why do you think it was important to do something a little more formal than what we are, we're already doing, given how important culture already was to us? Mm -hmm. Sam and I attended a conference with one of our our previous employees that worked here at the receptionist. And it 
it was all about culture and and keeping that alive in your company. And they mentioned something about how a lot of people tout their acronym or talk about what their values are, but over time, it's really easy to just keep saying that on repeat and not actually do anything about it or kind of be representing that on a daily basis. And both of us kind of looked at each other because it's really easy for us to say like, we're about fabric. That's what we do. That's what we hire for. And I think that we do a really good job of not being complacent, but kind of that idea of like, but what if we are, what if in some way we're not upholding that every day and in our interactions with each other and our customers. So that kind of kickstarted this idea. And then when that uh, employee left the company, I think Sam actually really did play a really integral role in, in saying, let's, let's be like a committee and, and really be accountable for upholding fabric. So I think it was more of like a forward looking thing of we have fabric, we live fabric, but what happens in two years or five years when we triple our employee count? How do we make sure that these things are still being upheld? So that was kind of, that was kind of how we came about was to make sure that we're holding ourselves to our promises. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And so you mentioned there's a committee. So is it more than you and Sam or are you the committee of two? (laughs) (laughs) You know, when we first formed this, Culture Club was a funny name because I really like the 80s. And so that worked. Right. (laughs) Tom is kind of like our managerial director level person that's a part of our club or committee. Andy contributes our CEO. But really, we told everyone when it started, like, that's our funny name, but it's not exclusive. You don't have to like have an invitation. It's really all of us. Uh, we are just the people you can come to to say like, hey, this person wants us to fund this event coming up. Does this fit in with our annual plan or with even who we are and what we value? So I would honestly say it's the whole company, but Sam and I are just the most vocal. <laughs> I was going to say obnoxious about <laughs> Well, yeah, and I think anyone who's familiar with us, that makes sense, right? That our whole company would be part of the culture club. And it's like, okay, so we are the culture club, we are the committee, but it does make sense that we would have fewer people spearheading it. So let's talk a little bit more about the events or activities that kind of fall under the umbrella. So Sam, tell us a little bit about kind of what you've overseen um, in terms of the activities of the culture club. Well, so far, um, and this is timely because we are getting involved with, um, uh, we wanted to do something kind of active where we could, you know, grow ourselves outside of work as well. And so we are taking part in the Brain Run 5K this weekend. So I kind of spearheaded that um, with the help of Hannah and Tom as well. And so we'll be running a 5K as a team, and we're also going to be volunteering for those who didn't want to run or walk the event. So that's the one I've kind of led so far. And then we do like a annual like Christmas uh, or holiday dinner, uh, we should, I should say, and that's in January. So I think I'll be taking the lead on that one as well. But those are kind of the two that I've spearheaded so far. Nice. And it makes sense that um, something active like a run would be part of what we do because as we talked about on all of our Meet the Team episodes, pretty much everyone loves being in Colorado. And part of what they do outside of work is something active. So that makes complete sense. Yes. And Hannah, what about you? Um, what sorts of activities have you spearheaded or do you see coming under the umbrella of Culture Club? In a joking way, I feel like I've been like the shopper slash like gifter of Culture Club, just keeping it fun and letting people know we appreciate them in different ways. So uh, we have an order of the receptionist hats coming in tomorrow, which I'm super stoked on. And we get to wear at the brain run this weekend. We celebrated at some point hitting one of our big milestones by everybody getting an office plant. We just sent a box, like a care package box to our, our rep that works down in Australia with all of our Australian and New Zealand customers. Cause he sends us 
cute Australian candies all the time. So we sent him a fun care package of weird Colorado stuff. So yeah, just, just like those fun things that come up that don't really have a place to live. So sometimes they fall short at other companies where you say, it could be so fun if we all did this group activity and then there's no one really to spearhead it. So, so they just kind of filter out. That's, that's kind of what we spearhead. So there's a bunch of stuff we've talked about on the podcast before, like the Rockies games and we do top golf once a year and donations and volunteer events, which we want to make a little more consistent and regular in the years to come. All of that's kind of found a home and a place to get scheduled and organized through mainly me and Sam and Tom, but kind of through everyone. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. Obviously we're small, but especially at a larger company, you know, if someone has an idea, it's easy for that to fall through the cracks. Like you said, like, Oh, it would be great if we did this or let's do that. And then if there isn't a person or a small team, like you said, spearheading that and actually making it happen, it's just so easy to not have it happen. So it's great that, that you're definitely taking that on. So this is a new effort again, not this idea of culture, but having it be the culture club and a little more sort of focus. what do you see as maybe the the longer term impact of this or what's the hope for having it a bit more formalized? Sam, what are your thoughts? Well, I think that this, you know, you want it to be a fun, like, you know, fun is definitely one of our, you know, core values as well as kind of bold and, and respectful and collaborative. And I think those really play an integral role in this because, you know, being on the sales team, like I said, culture is a really important part of, you know, maintaining like that happiness and, you know, just work as a team and bring out the best in each other. And I think being a part of a small team, um, it's really important to set that foundation. So that way, like Hannah said, like when the team gets bigger, this will be, you know, already in place where new employees look forward to it, but so do, you know, the elder employees. And I think working together to, you know, have these events and we're, we haven't, done it yet, but we're going to be volunteering as well. And that's something that Tom is more leading um, and just celebrating birthdays and anniversaries and just to know and recognize, you know, that we see each other in that way. I think it's really important to set our company up for success in, in that way, um, especially the fact that we really live and breathe these exact core values. So hoping to bring them to life for years to come. Yeah. And definitely everyone enjoys working together. So it's nice to also enjoy sort of playing together and do these other activities that have more meaning, like you said, volunteering or or doing donations and then just acknowledging each other with, you know, plants and fun stuff from Colorado. Hannah, what about you? Any other thoughts on kind of how you see this helping or what it might um, grow into or how it's going to support this bigger idea of fabric? Yeah, I think echoing everything Sam said, that was a really great answer and totally represents what we're trying to do. And I think along with keeping it alive, keeping it consistent is kind of the idea. So looking at what we're doing and saying like, okay, we can't expect everyone to give up 20 weekends a year to volunteer. So let's like make it a little more consistent and predictable. And yeah, just making sure that it's always being done. Because how often do we wake up and we say like, what? It's, It's almost October. How did that happen? making sure that a year doesn't go by without us right. actually making a significant donation or impact on other people's lives or each other's lives. So I think that consistency piece is a big part of what I'm looking forward to. Definitely. Now you've alluded to this a little bit earlier in the conversation, but can you share with our listeners about more of the structure and kind of how this is set up so that if someone wanted to spearhead this in their own company or present it to the higher ups, um, what might that look like? Like how are decisions being made, the structure, the process? Hannah, what can you tell us 
about that. So maybe our listeners can do this too. Yeah. I mean, communication, I think is one of the biggest things that we're still figuring out, but we're doing a good job of so far. So since we're a half remote team, Tom and Sam and I have a basically constant chat going on through Slack where we're communicating about whose anniversary is coming up and how we're celebrating that and the organization for the brain run this weekend, where we're going to meet and how we're going to get all the swag beforehand. So I I think while we call it a committee and we say everyone's a part of it, I think having some structure of who is your your head honcho, who's your boy George, which is Tom in our case. He has officially taken on that that nickname for us. But we don't have t-shirts yet, so it's not official official. Well clearly that's the next step. Clearly. <laughs> so yeah, having kind of like having our I don't know, our head to look to with this this culture club, being me, Sam and Tom, someone to pass stuff along to and to make those decisions is a good starting point. And then making sure that there's communication between those people and between the rest of the team that if we're doing something that people don't like, that we don't do it anymore, right? That there's that constant collaboration between all of us. Yeah, definitely. Sam, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, for anyone listening who might want to give this a try, anything else about kind of how it's structured or or thoughts to assist in, in getting this going maybe from the ground up? Yeah, I think this happened um, pretty organically. And, you know, I think Tom and I started talking about it and you know, our, our one-on-ones, um, together. And I was like, I think Hannah, like, I don't want to do this. If Hannah doesn't do it, I think she was going to be a really important part of the culture club as well. And so we, us three kind of came to Andy, our CEO and sat down and we kind of all collaborated on, you know, what we thought we wanted to do as a culture club. And then, you know, as the ideas came along and we kind of solidified the things that we wanted to accomplish as the culture club, we we all kind of took ownership to you know certain aspects of what we came up with and that's kind of what we decided you know who's going to be spearheading what and and then from you know from there you know boy george uh tom <laughs> came in and he kind of helped us form a budget for it and so learning even that um from him and you know him taking that to andy it's just it's kind of happened organically and definitely collaboratively i've learned a lot from from him andy and hannah on this as it's come together yeah, and I think that budget is an important consideration, right? Because some of these activities do involve a budget. So it's considering the the activities that you want to do, but how does that get paid for? And if you're going to bring this to your higher ups, what that might look like, but also not letting that hold you back because you can have a culture club that doesn't necessarily require any or much of a budget. And I would imagine if it's important to people too, like people will put their own time and energy and resources into things you know, funding their own um, entry fee for the run if need be, but still you can do that as a team and build your culture that way. So if a company does want to implement this or something similar, any other considerations that that they should make um, maybe even before or after the events, anything else to add, Sam? I think something that came up that I wasn't necessarily expecting to come up is, you know, every, I think people have different personality types, right? And I think it's really important um, as a team to not to forget, you know, inclusivity. Um, so whether, you know, we're shouting out people and maybe they're, they don't want to be shout out or, um, for those who like that attention, just keeping in mind, you know, your different team members and being aware of, you know, just how to, how to, to, to work with all different personality types and bring that to the table, I think is a really important aspect to it. And something that I, I, I maybe would have forgotten if, you know, wasn't a collaborative effort between the team. Right. That's a really great point. And again, we have a small company, so we know each other well, but make not making assumptions in terms of what people will like or dislike 
But if you're doing this within a much larger scale company, you probably don't know your fellow employees as well. You're not necessarily going to know who likes the attention or who doesn't, you know, it's like you go to a restaurant and some people don't mind that everyone is now singing happy birthday. And some people are cringing in the corner because they just hate that. So yeah, you got to be careful of, of those assumptions and give people different options for how to participate. You know, like you said, with the run, not everyone has to be running. You can be walking, you can be cheering. There's so many different ways to get people involved. Hannah, any other considerations for people to just to think about if they're going to take this on or or implement some of these ideas, maybe not even with this formal umbrella of a culture club, but just want to do a bit more for company culture? Yeah, I think my best advice would just be to stay flexible, kind of encompassing what Sam said too, but also like I run into these projects enthusiastically thinking I know exactly what we're going to do. And then because we're so collaborative, we're trying to involve everyone. And that's a hard thing to do, right? And it can get frustrating, but making sure that we are representing everyone has been an important thing for us to do. So uh, making sure that that you're not just doing it for your own purpose, your own goals, your own accomplishments, but that you're really motivated for the right reason and you're there for your whole team to represent them and, and their needs and their wants and all of that good stuff. Yeah. And if, if someone is working for a company that is larger, do you have any thoughts on how to do that in a way that does respect a, a larger, yeah, a larger company? Because we're pretty small. So I think that makes it easier to do. So if you're talking, you know, 20, 30, 100 employees, any thoughts for how that might look or what to do if you want to implement a culture club or ideas like that? You know, from this experience, like I've been, the things I'm referring to are like coming up with signs for mugs or shirts or hats. Mm -hmm. I think coming to people with a solid set of ideas, right? Not finding the right time to incorporate other people's opinions, maybe is what I'm getting at coming too early, especially with a huge group of people, then you're going to get every voice contributing in every way and it's not necessarily going to be productive. So I think just making sure the way you're communicating is constructive and is actually a way to get everyone's opinion and not just a way to make it look like you're getting everyone's opinion. Probably the best idea I got. Thanks. Sam, any other thoughts on if our listeners are with larger companies than ours, ways to implement this? It's a great question. I think I think Hannah said a lot of really had a lot of really good points there. I think, you know, having a culture club that, you know, where you build and you kind of just start small, right? Whether that's like one person that is nominated per team, I think it it's important to have those cl- collaborative conversations so that way there are different personalities that are brought to it that, you know, cuz I think two brains are better than one, right? So if you're able to bring different people to the table, usually those ideas and the representation of the whole is is better identified. So start small and and try to invite different people from different teams to hopefully represent in a holistic manner. Great advice. I think people can, you know, there's something for everyone in this conversation that they can apply, whether your company is small or large, um, whether you have had any conversation about culture or not, there's lots of great tips in here. So Hannah and Sam, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. This is very fun. Thanks so much for having us, Sarah. It's always a great time with you. Thank you, ladies. We hope that you got some good insight into happiness, what we've got going on to ensure that our team and our clients are happy, and maybe what you would like to do to increase the satisfaction or measure that satisfaction for your own clients and customers. And if you'd like to check out our two-week free trial with no credit card required and to see what we do to make our potential customers and then customers happy, check us out at thereceptionist.com.